You're watching the community MMA. What up, what up? This your boy Chris Cross checking in. This is the community MMA. Big weekend just passed, right? UFC Paris. The crowd was going crazy. Things went their way in most of the fights, especially at the top. We're gonna we're gonna get into all that also. UFC 293 on the horizon this Saturday night, and it doesn't get any better than Adesanya for Sean Strickland. I mean, does Strickland really have a chance to win this fight? No one believes he does, but not a lot of people believe that Sean O'Malley would win uh, at UFC 292 against uh, Aljamain Sterling, who seemed to be at his best and everybody was raving about, and then he fell. Sean O'Malley shocked the world. So who's to say Sean Strickland can't do it? Now, you know, with the prediction, we've already, when it comes to the main fight, we've already had this up for months. You know that we got Israel Asanya winning. We've played that prediction video probably two or three times already, so we're not going to waste our time with that today. But we will get to another significant fight in Tai Tuavasa versus Alexander Volkov. So just uh, remain calm. I promise you we're getting to that prediction here shortly. But first and foremost, we got to recap UFC Paris last night. Great night of fights. I mean, a lot of decisions in the prelims, thankfully, because I was watching the Colorado football game. You know, I can't miss Deion Sanders. So luckily, the fights were going to decisions. It was easy to follow. I was watching the Colorado game, and then the Colorado game ended 45-42. Primetime, Deion Sanders gets the win, right? Colorado 1-0. Could be in the top 25. Who knows? And then when that ended, the fireworks began at UFC Paris. So that's kind of how it went for me yesterday and the big fight that everybody wanted to know about was Cyril Gan because if he goes in here and loses to Sergey Spivak that's not a good look because he's a number two contender in the heavyweight division he's got to get the win this is how it turned out last night oh Cyril Gan with a nice knee to the stomach here he's beginning to pick up the pace and you can see the look on Spivak's face man this thing is probably the beginning of the end here Late in round two, a minute 30 left, and Spivak's covering up. Look out, Cyril Gahn is just pounding with the uppercuts. Now the hammer from over the top, and a straight right, straight left. And Spivak is reeling. What's the ref waiting for here? He's giving him every chance to fight. But Spivak's Wiltern, and that's it. It's over, man. Cyril Gahn lifts UFC Paris and wins this fight in the way that he should. And just breaks down Sergey Spivak over time. 94 to 14 in significant strikes. What? Head strikes 36 to 11. Just dominant performance and body shots is where it was at. 37 to 1. And you think about that, man. You're getting hit in the body. Those arms start coming down. Then those head strikes take over. So Cyril Gahn, dominant here in Paris. The crowd loves it, obviously. They're roaring. And he gets the uh, TKO finish with 115 left in round two. He's going to move to 12 and two and maintain his number two spot in uh, the heavyweight division here at UFC Paris. Yeah, so Cyril Gan did exactly uh, what he's supposed to do, and that's come away with a victory, right? He's got to beat Sergey Spivak in that fight, and not only beat him, he's got to beat him down, and he did convincingly. So now who does he get? Does he get a Tom Aspinall? Does he get a Sergey Pavlovich? I mean, you know, any of those guys are going to present a problem uh, for Cyril Gahn. Make no mistake about it. Whoa! <laughs> I mean, if he fights Tom Aspinall, boom! 
It's not going to be good. Boom! Oh, a big right hand! And that's kind of what you'll hear if those two face off. Whether it's Pavlovich or uh, Tom Aspinall. I mean, either one's going to present trouble for Cyril Gahn. But he did what he was supposed to do, looked very comfortable last night. And now we'll see what the future holds for him. After getting dominated by John Jones, he responded. And that's what you got to do uh, in any sport, right? If you lose a big game or a big fight, you got to respond in the next one. And you got to do it convincingly, and he did it. Now, another guy that's trending today is uh, Benoit Saint-Denis. Check this out last night. Crowd really on their feet here. Want to see a finish by Saint-Denis as he stands and drives a knee into the thigh. Diago Moises is kind of just covering up, trying to get that right arm of Saint-Denis off of him. And the crowd really picking up the volume. Now they want to see a finish. Diago Moises continues to cover up. The ref's warning him. He's got to fight back. But when he's taking a pound and now St. Denis just opening up. The ref's really looking at it. But when I think he's got to stop this. He's got to stop this. It's getting close. St. Denis just pounded away with no response. And that's it. Let's go, baby. Wow, the crowd is going crazy for the hometown favorite. Benoit St. Denis as he gets the win. Over a tough Thiago Moises, a contender series guy. He's going to win and move to 12-1. and one, And he just wore him down and got the win near the end of round two. Six. Yeah, so Benoit Saint-Denis gets the win in round two. Near the end, right? Full 10 minutes. Uh, but he's facing off against a good, good fighter in Thiago Moises. And uh, he looked confident coming into the fight too, did Moises. But he just couldn't get the job done. I mean... Benoit Saint-Denis is ridiculous. The guy beats a lot of people. Another fighter trending today is Morgan Cherrier, whom I don't even really know a lot about. But I learned a little bit last night for sure. And Cherrier picking it up now with a nice body kick. 130 left in round one and another one. That's going to force Zucchini to back off. And then he catches a leg kick. So he stops one, but he's clearly running now. Sliding around. And he's recognizing the power. Nice jab there by Cherrier. Ooh, and a nice body kick to the sternum. And Zucchini goes down, takes another kick and another punch, and that's it. Morgan Sherry dancing around the octagon. And UFC Paris, who's been on hold for about three, four decisions, is now on its feet here in the main card as Morgan Sherry gets the TKO victory. And you see flags flying, people jumping around. He's going to move to 19 and 9. With a first round finish over Manolo Zacchini, who's going to fall to 11 and 4. Good fighter in his own right, but those, man, those body kicks are ridiculous. So he gets the win here, 109 left in round one, officially 351 into round one here, featherweight division, UFC Paris. Yeah, so we learned a lot about Morgan last night. He's a good fighter, he can finish his opponent, and uh, he can get the crowd rocking. And after a lot of decisions after that fight, that was a well-needed finish that the crowd needed to see. Sit through another three or four fights that go to a decision before things got rocking in uh, the main card. Now, last night ended up being a great night. 10-1. and one. Look at that. Jocelyn Edwards is the only one that ruined the perfect night. And I didn't realize it until the St. Denis fight. I, I look up and I'm like, whoa, we're like 8-1, 9-1 right now. 
And then Manifiore got the job done. Cyril Gan got the win. That's the big one, right? The main event were 23 and 8 on the year, 241, 132, and 3 uh, overall since the first fights began in the new year of 2023. So, you know, you had the big three win. We always liked the big three. Falcon, Oez Demir got the win. William Gomez, I believe, uh, no, he didn't get, the, I don't know if he got the finish or not. Morgan Sherrier, Sher, Sherrier, something like that, got the win. Taylor Lapalus, Angelusa, Fareed Basharat, and Jacqueline Calvacanti, who looked good in the UFC debut. So things were rocking for us last night. Great night. And we're still waiting for the perfect night. And it's not easy to come by. There's always one fight that's not going to go your way. But 10 out of 11, you know, we'll take that each and every week if we can. Our average is like, what, 8 and 4, 8 and 5, somewhere around there when there's 12, 13 fights on the year. So things are looking good for us. And we'll take it because you never know when you're going to hit a downturn. And this week coming up at UFC 293 could be the downturn because people were getting on me last week for, for taking a lot of the favorites, but I got to go with who I think is going to win. This week, we got some underdogs. As I'm going through the early predictions, mainly in the main car we've gotten done so far, I think we've taken three of the five, we've taken underdogs. So it's going to be an interesting week. Now, a big fight, you know, the, the people we're talking about outside of Adesanya versus Strickland is tied to Avasa and Alexander Volkov, which is like the next level uh, of heavyweights. They're not in the top. They're not the Cyril Gans. They're not the Tom Aspinalls or Sergey Pavlovich or John Jones. Maybe on the level of Stipe, because I think he's fading a little bit. But these guys are on the next level, and they're looking for, like, who's top five, who's top six. So let's break that fight, uh, that fight down right now. In the heavyweight division at UFC 293, you got Ty Tuavasa taking on Alexander Volkov. These are two guys ranked inside the top 10. Tuavasa 15 and 5. Volkov 36 and 10. Now, Volkov is five inches taller at 6'7". He's 34, Tuavasa just 30 years old. Volkov also has a 5-inch reach advantage, 80 to 75. That's considerable right there. He fights right-handed. Tuavasa is the southpaw. Now, in terms of activity, that goes to the 6'7", Volkov 4.9 to 4.1. So he's taller by 5 inches. He's got a 5-inch reach advantage, and he's more active. Neither guy really big on takedowns, but Volkov can get one here and there. Uh, bam, bam. 52% takedown defense, so maybe Volkov gets a takedown or two here. We'll see. Coming off back-to-back -back losses to Sergey Pavlovich, very good fighter. First-round KO, Cyril Gan, third-round KO. So he's fought two of the best in the division in the last two fights, so don't count him out. He's beaten Derek Lewis, Augusto Sakai, Greg Hardy, and Harry Hunsucker. Now Volkov, a.k.a. Drago, 73% takedown defense. That won't matter in this fight anyway. He's coming off back-to-back -back wins against Alexander Romanov by first-round KO. He also KO'd Jair Zinho Rosenstrike. Wow, in the first round, that's big. Lost to Tom Aspinall. So both of these guys lost to probably the top three fighters in the division. That would be Tom Aspinall, uh, Cyril Gam, and Sergey Pavlovich. Yes, I said it. Those three are even better than Stipe. So it makes this fight interesting. Also, Volkov beat Marcin Tybura. Uh, by decision so both guys really good this is like the next level right not the top three but fourth or fifth here in the division and that's what they're kind of fighting for uh, is that next layer 
in the heavyweight division. And this is going to be an interesting one because Volkov, 36 wins, Tuavasa, 15. And this could really go either way. But I'm going to lean towards Ty Tuavasa. I think he's going to have the home crowd support in this one. Um, you know, and he's going to have to overcome the stats, though. And when he starts getting pummeled, he kind of covers up and he's in trouble quickly. Or he lands a big finishing punch. He's going to be at a big disadvantage here. He is the underdog. But something's telling me to go with Ty Tuavasa in this fight. I, I just think the sheer guts and heart is going to lead to victory here and overcome the stats. That's what it comes down to. If you're going to you're going to beat the stats and and beat a guy that was, is favored over two to one against you, it's got to be sheer gut and heart. And Ty Tuavasa has that. I'll be looking forward to seeing the shoey in this one. He wins and moves to sixteen and five, likely by third round finish here, heavyweight division. UFC 293. Yeah, so we'll take Ty Tuavasa to win this one. And he's the underdog. So for all of those of you to say, hey, you only go with the favorites. <laughs> Look at the record. You don't have our record on the year. More than more, 109 more wins than losses. You don't get that by just going with favorites. Along the way, we've taken a lot of underdogs that have come through. Lost a lot of fights too. But for the most part, we do pick winners. And, uh, We'll ride that into this week. We got a little room for error now. So I like the two of us a pick. And I don't I seldomly go against the numbers. I gotta find a reason. And this is just sheer heart uh from Ty Tuavasa. And I wanna see him uh do the shoey. And if you don't know what that is, that's drinking from the shoe after the fight. Someone takes their shoe off and he drinks from it. I mean it's crazy. <laughs> I love it, man. I mean I love it when he does that. I mean to me it's nasty as heck. But it's funny as heck, too. <laughs> you know, only he can get away with it. So then, you know, you look at <clears throat> what are the fans thinking about this fight? And although it's early, we just posted this. Already 62% are saying tied to Avasta. So I feel good about that pick. I mean, this guy's six feet compared to like, what, the six seven Volkov? I mean, he's at a tremendous height disadvantage, reach disadvantage. The numbers in terms of the activities against him. But we're still riding with uh, Ty Tuavasa. Please believe it. Please believe it. But I'm, lo I'm looking forward to UFC 293 and a busy weekend next weekend. You know, coaching football. We got games on Saturday and Sunday. Then I'm going to come home Saturday night and do uh, 293. And then we got another game Sunday. And it's just going to be it's going to be an action-packed weekend next week. And I don't plan to get hardly any rest. But, you know, that's how life is. Uh and you got to love it. Just keep working. Just keep moving. As we jump into the Q&A, Lionheart says, just FYI, uh, his last LFA fight was a split decision loss, but it was a razor sharp decision against a tough, experienced Russian for LFA middleweight title. So it wasn't just any LFA fight. It was a title fight, which is always going to be the best against the best. And we're looking at Chad Hanicum, uh I believe, is that the main event? I can't remember, but that video is trending way bigger than the other four fights at the Contender Series. So look for that fight to be a big one and appreciate the information there because I saw the loss, but when you're fighting at an LFA, that's a pretty decent promotion. And Bohr says, all these people talking about Paulo stopping Romero's takedown earned for a rude awakening. Shmeyev is a chain wrestler. If you see Costa's most uh, recent grappling, Slash takedown and looks pathetic. 
What also gets me mad is the people that say Burns uh, is a former lightweight held his own against Chamaya. So imagine Paulo. Burns would destroy Paulo in a grappling match. Different levels. Yeah, and I appreciate that info too because listen, Hamza is going to mop the floor with Paulo Costa at UFC 294. He's going to mop the floor at 294. Please believe it. Trust me when I tell you. As Stan Lexi says, P.S. He's not 12-1. He should be 13-0 as his only loss uh, was was worst uh, ref ever. And the guy was declared under substances of a scandal, basically. We're talking about Benoit St. Denis. Dana going to have to give the God of War what he deserves. Zero losses. And Benoit St. Denis looked ridiculous last night. You got to give it to him. Uh, UFC Paris. And I, and I have to say, I love when these fights are overseas. Right? You had UFC Paris, and then the week before... Uh, you had UFC Singapore, and these, you know that one started at 5 in the morning. That's a little early. But Paris started at 12, and the good thing is, is all these things are done by 6 o'clock at night, Eastern time. You get to watch some football, right? You know, let's get the UFC on and popping early, and let's get it off early so your boy can get some rest. But 293 next week is not going to get over till like 1 or 2 in the morning, so can't do anything about that. That's just the way the pay-per-view goes. But let's leave it at that, man. Big week ahead. You're going to see me. You better believe it. 293 on the horizon. For now, this is your boy Chris Cross. Hope you have a great day. And God bless. As always, peace.